What's up, peeps? Welcome back. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benson. Thank you so much for joining us for the podcast edition of the AEW Insider. We got a really good show. Today, for me, like a lot of other Americans, it was my last day of work, so I got a lot of free time on my hands. I'm going to bring you guys a lot more uh, content. So remember to check us out on all social media, on podcasting platforms, Facebook and YouTube. It's the AEW Insider. Somebody had a hard time finding our Facebook. So remember, on Facebook, our group is AEW Insider and our YouTube. Then if you're looking for us on Twitter, just add a one to the end. AEW Insider 1, and that's our Twitter. Remember to stay tuned to the end of the show to hear how you can win a Series 1 AEW action figure. On to the show. AEW. Well, I thought that AEW put on a hell of a show Wednesday night. They had tons of reveals, and for me, it was a good time overall. The arena was empty, but in the crowd, they did have MJF, Sean Spears, plus both their cronies. They were flashing money, drinking. They were trolling. It was great. Uh, it had a bunch of reveals, too. I don't know if they put it all out there for us because it was their first empty arena show, or they know the government's going to shut everything down soon enough, so they wanted to get it all out and have their uh, debuts. They had three big debuts. First, Jake Roberts' client turned out to be none other than New Japan Pro Wrestling's Lance Archer. That was really, really cool. And that guy's going to do really well in AEW. Also, the Exalted One was revealed. I swore for months and AEW even admitted they wanted us to think it was Matt Hardy. But actually, the Exalted One, a.k.a. the leader of the Dark Order, is WWE's Luke Harper. He'll do great in that role. And at the end of the show... Vanguard 1 actually appeared. If you don't know who Vanguard 1 is, you're slipping. But it is a drone, and that is none other than Broken Matt Hardy's drone. He appeared also up in the scaffolding. It was when the inner circle was bickering with uh, the elite, because the elite is down on numbers because of what they did to Nick Jackson, and they need another member. Well, Broken Matt made his AEW debut, and they will be joining the elite to take on, uh, excuse me, the inner circle and blood and gut. So it was a really, really awesome show. Uh, Blood and Guts, they're pushing Blood and Guts back. No reason was given or no date or time. Uh, maybe it's the Bill Hardy story for the match. I don't know. but Or maybe they don't want to waste a, a great match like that on an empty arena show. But we'll stay tuned. They got to put it on soon enough. But it would be good if they had a couple weeks to, you know, build Matt Hardy's character for it. It was also revealed that Luke Harper was the choice the entire time for the Exalted One. They just needed to make sure he was definitely signing with the company. Now, we all know the elite love their fans, and they also always let us know it. Anyway, they went a step further. Last night, actually, Cody and the Bucks released a phone number that you can actually text, and it goes directly to them, supposedly, in case you have feedback or you want to give your ideas. They're saying that Cody Rhodes spent about 90 minutes the first time around answering texts and reading them. Cody's direct number is 404 737 2083, and you can reach the Young Bucks, give them feedback. Don't be dicks to them, of course, assholes. Well, not all you guys, but you assholes out there. But don't be dicks to them, you know what I mean? Give their feedback, tell them what you want, because they'll deliver. Anyway, the Bucks number is 904-204-1263. 
Now, Matt Hardy did a great sit-down interview on Talk is Jericho. They talked about why he didn't re-sign with the WWE, the Young Bucks, AEW. You definitely got to check it out. According to a report from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, AEW superstar John Moxley is trying to help out a bunch of independent wrestlers whose income had been affected by the coronavirus. Moxley reportedly made different donations to several GoFundMes and Indigo accounts. They were set up for indie talent who lost bookings. He apparently donated several thousand dollars, but he hasn't been using his real name and he doesn't want it to become known that he's in that, that excuse me, he doesn't want it to become known that he's the only one donating money which I doubt. Basically, he just doesn't want to publicize. According to Resorts, Moxley has done similar things over the years for other indie promotions. And that's really good when they get back because, man, Moxley started from the fucking bottom, slept in his car, what have you. We're going to get to a story because there's actually a WWE star that doesn't feel the way about those out-of-work indie wrestlers, which is crazy. But anyway, peace. we got to pay the bills. I hope this new microphone is sounding sweet. Might have to adjust the volume, what have you. But we'll be right back with some more of the show. All right, peeps, welcome back. Let's get right back to the show. Next, we got some WWE news. Well, WWE never had their second all-female pay-per-view evolution. Personally, I like the show. I know it did well for them, but last year they didn't bring it back. Well, on the Women's Wrestling Weekly podcast, they asked Lita, Gail Kim, Christy Hemi about evolution and who they would pick for their Mount Rushmore of female wrestlers. About WWE not doing a second Evolution pay-per-view, Lita said, or excuse me, or a third May Young Classic. Lita said, "Dude, why is it not back?" So May Young got so much positive feedback. Evolution was sold out. Granted, you can't look at your own timeline for how people feel because they're like, "Yeah, you're so great," and I'm like, "Oh, everyone loved it." But from what I got, everybody responded really well to it. Even it just financially was sold out. I don't understand why there is not another evolution and why it didn't make the regular pay-per-view cut. It was really shocking to me. And I have to agree with her because it wasn't that bad. And they're all about female revolution, evolution, blah, blah, blah. It is a dumb move on their part. Uh, They asked them who they want to be on their Mount Rushmore female wrestlers. Christy Hemi said, for sure, these two, Lita and Gail Kim. How lame. Gail Kim said, for me personally, I'd add Molly Holly. She inspired me a lot and she's a great person and that's important to me. At that time there, for some reason, being in WWE and I was an indie girl, she went out of her way to help someone. That always stayed with me forever. And I was like, I tried to pass that along to certain people along my career. Uh, And also her and Kurt Angle are the two that did it for me. I admire them a lot as human beings and for who they are. And Molly Holly is really awesome. I agree with her too. Lita said, I want China on there. I want Becky on there. I want Luna on there. And that's a lot more personal. She was cool. She's just cool. She's underrated and she doesn't get the love she deserves. Yo, Luna Fashad and China were the fucking bomb. Well, WWE released a new poster for WrestleMania, and front and center of it was Rob Gronkowski. It just looked odd to me, and I guess another WWE superstar felt the same way. Out of nowhere with a tweet was Viper Randy Orton. He simply replied, well, ain't that some shit? Now, 
One WWE superstar who is happy about Grock signing with the company is his real-life BFF, Mojo Riley. He was on Busted Open Radio, and this is what Mojo had to say about Gronkowski. Rob is one of the most humble people I know. He's not going to come in with an ego and with an entourage and just taking everything for granted. I mean, he wants to come in and work. He wants to do it right. He knows how it is. He worked his way up from the bottom, too. He was a nobody once. So coming into a locker room, you got to act like you're a nobody because really, he's the man of football. But in the WWE locker room, he's nobody. He hasn't done anything yet. But I think the guy can appreciate that he's been a fan because because he's been a fan since day one. Uh, Ricochet did debut a new look on his Instagram. If you want to check out his new look, check out our social media and see what King Rick has done to himself. Rumors are is that WWE is taping a few shows back to back. For example, SmackDown, Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, Monday Night Raw, yada yada, WrestleMania for two nights. They supposedly did them all back to back and they did seven shows all together. I don't know. I, and what you call it? And even though they're doing that, I don't know what the fuck they're doing with these shows that are going up against AEW and SmackDown. Uh, to me, if you ask me, WWE is definitely losing this coronavirus raw. Fucking 90% of their broadcast is old footage and rivalries that we've seen. AEW is putting out fresh content. For me, it's a stupid move on WWE's part. They're doing all these taping, just slapping them together real quick, and fucking 90% of the show is shit that we already seen. They got a huge roster of wrestlers and writers, yet they play old shit. If you're a fan like you are, because you definitely are if you listen to the show, maybe not WWE, but most of us are, you've seen all that shit, and you can watch it anytime on a WWE network. It just makes zero sense to me, peeps. E-Wrestling reported that WWE is still trying to make a huge impact over in Japan. It stated, WWE is still looking to launch a brand at NXT in Japan. As you imagine, there's some major, major concern in the country. And a report from the WON says it's at a new high. The concern is that with every company being in a weak state economically right now, which it is because of the coronavirus, a lot of them had to cancel shows, WWE is in a much stronger position to make their plans a reality. Many of the top wrestling companies in Japan are extremely worried about how WWE, NXT, and their country would affect their wrestling ecosystem. As an example, this is that WWE, NXT definitely changed the UK. It's huge on the wrestling scene, and a lot of independent companies, a lot of them, went out of business according to it. I mean, because of it. So that's fucking crazy. All right, peace. We got to take a break. I'm catching myself mumbling on. I don't want to kill you guys. I should record that, re-record that whole part, but yada, yada. Anyway, we'll be right back. We got some more WWE news. We got some random wrestling news. And you got to stay tuned so you can find out how to win that AEW Series 1 action figure. We'll be right back. All right, peace. Back to the show. People are worried that Brock Lesnar will not be at WrestleMania or these tapings, which I guess they should already know since they're taping them back to back a bunch in a row. But of course, they're not going to let us know that. Anyway, he was very smart. When the shit hit the fan, just like when the shit hit the fan over in Saudi Arabia, he hopped on his private jet and he got the fuck out of there. Well, this time he went to Canada. Canada has closed its borders. You could still travel here and there with very good reason. But if they do put it on a full lockdown, Brock won't be going anywhere, private jet or not. 
Paige appeared on SmackDown tonight by Skype, not in person. So Bailey and Sasha Banks came out and started mocking her about not being there and about her forced retirement. So Paige announced Bailey's opponent for WrestleMania, and it'll actually be a six-pack match for the SmackDown women's title. It'll be Bailey versus Naomi versus Lacey Evans versus Dana Brooks versus Tamina Snuka versus her BFF, the boss, Sasha Banks. Gronkowski also showed up on SmackDown as promised. It's funny how everybody else is playing works except Pages. And of course, he came out with his BFF, Mojo Riley. King Corbett came out to interrupt, and Elias came out to interrupt King Corbett. Gronk said that he was going to be an advocate for a match between the two. Miz and Morrison did a very funny dirt sheet tonight. I liked it. They did a couple, they did a skit. It was really well done. It was funny. Uh, never want to miss out on a profit. WWE released what I think is a very cool shirt tonight. You know how they always have, I was there at WrestleMania, Survivor Series, what have you. Well, since WrestleMania isn't going to have a crowd, their new shirt says, I wasn't there, and the whole WrestleMania thing with it. I bet you they sell a ton. <clears throat> Excuse me. We know that a lot of wrestlers are doing what they can to help out indie wrestlers. Like I said, there is a superstar who doesn't feel the same way. And that's another, uh, none other than Braun Strowman. And he was a little vicious about it. This is what Strowman said. Here we go again with somebody pay my bill stuff. If you can't afford to pay your bills, maybe you should change professions. That's why I quit Strowman. I loved it, but I couldn't afford to live on it. So instead, making a GoFundMe or Patreon, wanting someone else to take care of me, I went out there and I worked harder than I ever had in my life to get to where I am. What happened to, excuse me, what happened to being accountable for your own actions? And for anyone that goes, that's easy for you to say because you're a WWE superstar. FYI, 70 years ago, I moved to Florida with everything I owned in Ikea Soul with $150 to my name when I started this. So fucking Ron doesn't feel any compassion for those guys. Random Wrestling News. Vice release part one of Chris Benoit's Dark Side of the Ring. I knew it wasn't going to prepare the next week, but it's fucking out, peeps. And this is what the, de- the excuse me, what they release as the details of the episode. In 2007, Benoit, one of the biggest names in sports, killed his wife, Nancy, and his seven-year-old son before hanging himself in a crime that shocked the world and sparked a conversation about mental health and sport that still continues today. The documentary offers unprecedented access to Benoit's inner circle of family and friends, who reveal their complicated feelings about the tragedy 13 years later, including his own son, David. David said, that definitely was not him. He's still my hero. And uh, Nancy's sister said, I think I do someday want to forgive him, but that's not today. I'm telling you, peeps, run. Don't walk, fucking run. I posted on YouTube and our Twitter already, so go check it out. And finally, there is an independent wrestling promotion. They're called Stardom. They're having a, excuse me, a pay-per-view that they call the Cinderella Tournament. They're holding it on March 24th. With all this stuff going on around, they're not canceling. And they do have doctors checking fans before they enter the building. So if you're going to Stardom Cinderella Tournament, expect to have your blood pressure and your temperatures taken, or they won't even let you into the venue. All right, peeps, that's it for the show. Remember, as soon as the AEW figures drop, I will have one ASAP. 
Who's it going to be? Cody with the sledgehammer, Kenny Omega. Is it going to be La Champion? One lucky winner will get one. So if you want to qualify, you just got to do four things. Make sure you like and comment our Facebook videos. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Remember, Twitter, it's the AEW Insider 1. So AEW Insider and then the number 1, that's our Twitter. Follow us on there. And then go over to Facebook and look for us under the AEW Insider and join our group. So if you listen to this podcast, you can't like, you can't share it, yada, yada. Just follow us, join our group. And when a YouTube video does drop tomorrow, make sure you like and you comment on it. All right, peeps, I'm rambling on. I wanted to bring you to the show, though. We had a lot of good content. Like I said, I'm going to be sticking with you guys this entire time. I'm not working anymore, so tomorrow there definitely will be a YouTube show. A podcast, maybe not, but the next day. So I'm going to be up on it now. All the wrestling news that comes out, I'm going to be here reporting it to you instead of every one, two, three days, blah, blah, blah. Remember to check us out on all major podcasting platforms, uh, Facebook and YouTube under the AEW Insider, and on Twitter, it's the AEW Insider 1. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benson. Thank you so much for joining us for the podcast edition of the AEW Insider. Ciao, peeps.